I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. And welcome to the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresinMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 12th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode where I talk about how to build your team, and the steps you can take to build a good team as a mobile home investor. You can find it along with the show notes at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 11. And that is the number 11. Okay, so let's get started. So last week, I talked about the importance of building your team and the types of team members you should have on your team in order to be successful as a mobile home investor. This is a really important concept and one not to be taken lightly. But today, I want to talk about setting up your business, and the types of tools you should have when setting up your business as a mobile home investor when you're just starting out. Because it's very overwhelming even starting any kind of new business in the first place. So today, I'm going to talk about how exactly do you set up your business And what are the basic tools that you need out there when just getting started as a mobile home investor? Because, let's face it, the tools that are available are endless. Especially in this day and age with technology right at our fingertips. But what are the basics to set up your business and what tools do you need to have as a beginning mobile home investor, which is what this episode is all about and what I'm going to talk about today. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Are you interested in mobile home investing? 
If yes, I've got a free mobile home investing course for you. It's called What You Need to Know to Get Started in Mobile Home Investing. It details all the ins and outs of what you need to know before you get started as a mobile home investor. With so much information out there, it's overwhelming to go out and search for what you're looking for. So I put my knowledge and expertise in mobile home investing to work, and it's all in this free training course. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash free training class. Grab your seat and get started today. Now, back to the show. Okay, so how exactly do you set up your business when you're just starting out as a mobile home investor? What exactly do you need to do? And what tools do you need to have? Well, first things first. If you simply just want to try out the business to see if it's for you, which is what I recommend people doing first, then it's really up to you whether you just want to do your first deal as a sole proprietor under your name only, or set up a business entity like an LLC or a corporation for the business. For me, when I started out, I already knew that I wanted to invest in mobile homes. Coming from a single-family home background, I was already sold on the idea of mobile home investing. I knew I wanted to do it for the long term, despite how hard it was and how long it took. Yes, I was starting from ground zero on a new niche that I knew nothing about. But what was the alternative? Going back to single-family homes and being burnt out as a landlord with very little cash flow, which is what I started with in the first place. I knew that was not the life for me. So I already knew I wanted to get into mobile home investing, a niche that was not known much about by other investors and most times looked down upon. Though it is an area of real estate investing with less competition which requires less money out of your pocket and gives you more cash flow in most cases. Especially since I was planning to buy these mobile homes with all cash, a.k.a. not having a mortgage, 
So for me, forming an entity, which was an LLC, in my case, made sense. Though, if you're just starting out and you're not sure if you want to invest in mobile homes for the long term, it could be a different story. If your plan is to just try it out and do your first deal, then by all means, you can do it under your own name as a sole proprietor. Now, a lot of people just starting out, they get scared of what comes with the liability issues of doing things under your own name. But honestly, if you treat people the way you want to be treated and are honest and upfront, then you really don't have anything to worry about. So again, it's a personal decision whether you want to form an entity such as a corporation or an LLC, which is what I did, or just do things as a sole proprietor under your own name. On your first deal, it's probably not going to matter. Though, if you plan to do more deals after your first deal, then yes, you'll have to look into forming an entity. Now, I won't go into the different types of entities here to form for your business as a mobile home investor, but I may cover this topic in another episode down the road. So stay tuned. The next thing on the list of setting up your business is a question I get asked all the time. Do I need to get a retailer's license in order to buy and sell my first mobile home deal? But first, what is a retailer's license? Well, in many areas across the country, you need a license to buy and sell manufactured homes if you plan on doing this a lot. This is actually meant more for mobile home dealerships because they do it all the time. The retailer's license is usually regulated by the state and it gives mobile home dealerships accountability over the actions they take since they are doing many transactions. It's not really meant for the small mobile home investor who does it less frequently, which is what I do. So if you're only doing one to get to your first deal, then it shouldn't really be an issue whether to get licensed or not. You're probably okay not to have one just yet. Though, I would strongly check with your local government entity 
in charge of titling manufactured homes to see how many mobile homes you need to sell in order to be licensed. This will depend on the area. So it's not a set number. And this only applies if you plan to sell the homes, not rent them out. Next on the list of setting up your business as a mobile home investor just starting out is your office. How exactly do you set up your office as a mobile home investor? And what are the tools that you need? Well, first things first, we need to make this as simple as possible. So I'm only going to cover the basics because honestly, that's all you need when you first get started as a mobile home investor. So stay with me. Let's talk about your office itself. At the least, you need a basic computer, nothing fancy. This is just to do your work. Have access to an email address. Now, I suggest making a separate email address for your business, even if you decide to start out as a sole proprietor. Separate your personal email from your business email. And if you have another email for another business, then by all means, don't mix them. Create a new email address for the mobile home stuff. You'll be glad you did. As for being mobile, do you need a laptop? In the beginning, I actually thought I did. I imagine doing contracts with sellers, buyers, and or renters electronically all through my laptop. I imagined putting my notes in while talking to park managers, which I cover in episode eight of this podcast on how to talk to park managers. In my computer laptop, after I speak with them or even taking notes at our meetings. I imagined being all digital and not having to rely on writing things down with a pen and paper and saving some trees while I was at it. Boy, was I wrong. Why? Because when you're out in the field, you really don't have time to be booting up your computer, even if it's a laptop with the fastest processor and technology. Also, if you need to rely on the internet to do things like send emails, then you may not have coverage where you are. Sure, you may be able to do some things on your phone digitally, 
now with smartphones, with the technology available, and even the new apps out there, which is fine, if that works for you. But honestly, the best thing I found when out in the field to take notes and for me to remember was good old pen and paper. Having a dedicated notebook, which I call my mobile home notebook, to record conversations I have, take down phone numbers, and any other information I find while out in the field. Now, I won't go over the topics of what exactly you need to write down and the information you should be gathering in this episode, but I'll be sure to cover it in a future episode down the road. So get yourself a notebook. Think of it as a mobile home journal, and I have plenty of them, which I've kept over the years. And also, get some pens. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, so let's talk about the next thing you should have when setting up your office. A good phone that can take pictures. And you want to be sure you have the ability to sync your pictures online with a service such as Google Photos so that you don't lose the pictures that you take. In the past, I found that pictures, they go a long way. Before, I used to write everything down, especially when it came to inspecting mobile homes. Though, I soon found a picture, it really is worth a thousand words. Remember that saying? Now, I recommend a good phone that can take pictures because we have the technology now. Back when I was just starting out in this business in 2007, cell phones weren't as sophisticated yet. So I actually had a digital camera and sometimes a camcorder with me in addition to my phone that I brought when I felt the need to take pictures. Well, that worked out okay. Though sometimes I would forget to bring the digital camera and or the camcorder with me. And I'd be out of luck when inspecting homes and I'd have to rely on my memory which is not the greatest because I'm just not a visual person. Honestly, I remember when I write things down, but when it comes to remembering 
what I see, I'm not so good at that. And that is where the camera and the camcorder comes in. But that only works if I remember to bring them with me. Now, other issues I had with a camcorder and or the digital camera was storage. As the storage filled up, I'd have to transfer over the photos and or the videos I took to my computer, which can be kind of a hassle. And it takes time. Also, if I brought the camera or the video recorder with me, I'd be taking photos or shooting video. But then I'd realize I ran out of space. Not good and definitely not fun. So take my word for it. Get a good phone that can do both video and take pictures. Be sure to have an app that will back up your photos online, which syncs to a cloud service. Personally, I use Google Photos because it works and it's reliable. Okay, so let's get back to your office. The next thing on your list is to have a good calculator. I know what you're thinking. Why even have a calculator if I can do things on the phone with an app? And that's a good question because you may need to use the calculator when you're on the phone or your phone battery may die out. How do I know that? Well, because it's happened to me several times. So a good old fashioned calculator is reliable and gets the job done. I still bring mine around and use it constantly when I'm at my desk. You need it to figure in costs when buying homes or when doing fix-up work and calculating what you'll be spending, AKA your bottom line. Also, it'll come in handy when you're working with buyers or renters because you'll have to figure out the costs for what you want to sell or rent the home for and their monthly payments, whether buying or renting. So it's a really good idea to have a good, reliable calculator with you at all times. For me personally, I use Lonnie Scruggs' recommendation, a good old-fashioned HP 10B2. It's a financial calculator, and believe it or not, it still works 
and it's reliable. I've had mine since I started investing in mobile homes. Since 2007, to be exact. And now it's 2020. It's worked and still works for a long time. So I'll leave it up to you to do the math. Now, I have an article I did on this topic called Which Financial Calculator is Best for You? If you'd like to check it out, which I'll link up here in the show notes. So next on the list of items to have when you're just starting out as a mobile home investor are business cards. Now, it doesn't have to be fancy. And actually, it's probably better if it's not fancy. You don't want to come off as too professional, especially when you're out talking with park managers and or owners, which I cover in episode eight of this podcast. At the very least, you want to have your name, phone number, and email address on the card. And that's about it. Keep it simple and clean. Now, another thing you want to have as a mobile home investor just starting out is a good, dedicated fax number for your business. Since it's 2020, there are many services out there that you can use. Now, I suggest paying for a service. Sure, you can have a fax number at home and buy a physical fax machine. I thought about that at one point. But what if someone wants to send a fax to you when you're not home and the fax isn't connected to the phone line? Or even worse, the fax runs out of paper or ink. Well, then you're at a disadvantage. So look into a good fax number service for your business. You'll be faxing items in and receiving them as you grow your network and do more business. So a dedicated fax number is just a good investment to have when you're just starting out. Usually, the service doesn't cost that much. It's all online, and it's a monthly service. For my service, I think I pay around $15 to $20 per month. And then I pay around $0.10 for faxing pages going in and going out for each page. Though, I don't fax all the time. It works for me as an occasional fax here and there. But the thing is, it's there. And it's on all the time. That's the difference. 
Now, even though email is available, and yes, we should all be using it to go digitally, there are some offices and businesses that still use fax machines. So it's good to be on the same page and use the tools that they use. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to do business with them. If you're not sure and don't have the budget for a monthly online fax service, you can use the fax at an office supply store. But honestly, they charge so much. Some places charge something like $4 per page. Yes, they're a business and need to make money. I understand. But you need to take care of your own money as well. It's a lot just for faxing or receiving a piece of paper or papers. But I get it. If money is tight, you can go that route and use their fax to send or receive items as you need to. But remember, you'll pay a premium for it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Lastly, on the list of what you need to do to set up your office are your basic office supplies, such as items for marketing and running your office. Now, I won't go much into it here because it's pretty basic. But I do touch upon all of these topics here with a list of what you do need for getting your office set up in my book, Adventures in Mobile Homes, How I Got Started in Mobile Home Investing, and How You Can Too, which I'll link up here in the show notes. So there you have it. My advice on what items you need and what you should do to set up your office when you're just getting started as a mobile home investor. Again, it's all about the basics and keeping things simple. Don't overwhelm yourself with the details. It's not worth it. Just get set up with your basic items on what was mentioned and set up your office to the best of your ability. Honestly, all you need is the ability to work and do what you need to do to get to your first deal for your mobile home investing business. That should be your goal and what you need to keep in mind. So keep it simple. Don't make it complicated. Get whatever you feel you need to get set up for your office. But don't spend too much time on it. Because 
it shouldn't be complicated. And the most important thing that you should do is start. Take action and get out there and do your first deal. Because honestly, some investors, they don't even get started. And that's a shame. They spend too much time focusing on the details that they don't take any action. And that's the most important part of this business or any business, taking action, making mistakes, and learning from the mistakes that you make. Then, and only then, will you be successful as a mobile home investor. So get your office set up with the basics. Then start taking action and taking steps to learn your market, which will eventually lead to your first deal. And just do it. Get your first deal done so that you become a successful mobile home investor. And then you can decide for yourself if you'd like to continue and do more mobile home deals or if you decide it's not for you and you want to do something else. The important thing is that you take action and know what's involved in doing your first deal because you did it by taking action and learning from your mistakes. So what did you think? Did this episode help you in getting started as a mobile home investor? I hope so. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 12. And that is the number 12. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 12. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends. And be sure to subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple podcast review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.